Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the South African edition of the Dope Black Women podcast. The podcast where we share our personal experiences and expertise on topics that impact our daily lives. I'm Romantha Buta, the community lead for Dope Black Women South Africa. Today I am joined by no stranger on this podcast, and her name her name is Tando Klope. Um, she is a very famous YouTuber. She is <laughs> you should see her face now. She's a very famous YouTuber. She is a a multimedia creative she is a visual artist she is a dope black woman man she's just a experience man you should meet her go and follow her on social media after this she'll give you all of the deets and go yeah, check well, out yeah, this, beautiful, yeah, this beautiful person that's joining us today but but today we're not gonna drag it out because we have a lot to get through first things first we're speaking about as you would see from the caption, it's about the festive season. And I think it's important for us to start this month off with some very insightful, I think it would be for people who are not from South Africa, but also some proactive ways of dealing with the festive season. When, besides it be, being a panoramic, there are other things that we have to keep in mind when we head home. So... <laughs> <laughs> First things first. I will Ooh, I will chef. give my defin I will give my definition of what December means in South Africa. I saw a TikToker not too long ago speak about can South Africans explain to me what's this big deal about December and the festive season? So hey, for, it's a lifestyle, I, man. I suppose for other people <laughs> it's all about family and it's all about right. you know your Christmas trees and your decorations and your uh yeah, your decorations even outside your house i don't even think that's as big here in south africa as it is abroad mm. um and yeah like your your christmas uh, cardigans or whatever it's all about family here it is more of think carnival think <laughs> think the spirit of carnival think the spirit of june summer break think the spirit of what else sandor the spirit I can't of think of anything. Honestly, honestly, like, hey, the spirit of Freedom Day, the spirit of Nelson Mandela coming out of prison for the first <laughs> exactly. time. Exactly. But every day. But every day. <laughs> but every day of the month. And we respect it. Like, <laughs> my friend was telling me, like, every single time I see her Insta story, Manani, she's like, close your laptops, it's December. What, what do we have to tell you people? <laughs> Close your laptops. That's not your company. It's December. <laughs> so as soon as December and I strikes, hate the call. Okay, yeah. Sure. As soon as December strikes, it doesn't even matter if you're still at work. The spirit Listen. of December descends in you, and it's in the means, air. First of all, we call it December. December, yeah, with a Z. Also <laughs> with the Z E, December. It's not even yeah. a month. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a so it's a lifestyle in the sense that people just let go. Like people let go completely. Right. 
people are excited to see family people are excited to be back home so uh, we're recording this from obviously metropolis which is johannesburg a metro city and in the biggest that's cities, the thunder rumbling yeah if you hear <laughs> we have a job yeah, storm yeah we also experience high felt thunderstorms which are quite hectic and scares the living daylights out of me a lot of us are born in smaller towns um, in rural areas and we go home over this period because you have a home for extended periods of time and so because we go home that usually goes with a lot of festivities there's a lot of weddings there's a lot of funerals there's also just a lot of family gatherings and a lot of spending that goes with that Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the couple of things we want to touch on. I want to touch on A, the festivities, just explaining what December is. B, the financial implications of that, but also just family, dealing with family for an extended period of time. I'm, for instance, off for five weeks for the December holidays. Um, and I know December only has four weeks, but yeah, we are we are all for an one thing, man. period. Yeah, we're and December is January as well. So yep. like I said, December is not a calendar. It bleeds into month. no zero. <laughs> and um, so I'm off for extended period of time, and a lot of people are too, and so they go home. And uh, I think those things come with challenges. I, for instance, am not going home myself. And for those of you who watch Tando's YouTube channel, you'll also see that she's not going home. Um, Mm -mm. First things first, what are some of the things that you enjoy about being home during December? Sure. (laughs) Crickets. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe the question would be what I used to enjoy because all the things that Uh I used to enjoy, I don't think I I can enjoy anymore because of who I've become in the family. I am very much, I'm older now, so Mm. I'm a breadwinner at home. Um, There's a lot riding on me and Mm. and what I, emotionally, mentally, and financially, uh, and physically. Um, So it used to be, I just, I really used to enjoy going home and just, you know, family, everyone there, everyone would, would, come down because I'm from Peter Maritzburg, uh, yeah. which is in the east coast of South Africa. Um, and the weather's amazing there uh, throughout the whole year. We don't really experience much of a winter. Mm. Um, it's always warm. Well, like Peter Maritzburg is the capital of KZN, so we're 45 minutes away from Durban and the ocean. Uh, there's a lot of going to the beach. Um, yeah, just family. Everyone would come down from wherever you are. If you're working in Bumalanga, whichever metropolis you're working from and come back home. So seeing people that you haven't seen and not seeing them because there's a funeral or something wild is happening just to be and just to hang out with each other and catch up. Um, food together, you're eating. There's always a freaking ram that will be slaughtered. Um, just for celebration, because usually when we slaughter, when blood is shed, it's usually for like a big ritual or a ceremony of some kind to appease the ancestors or to celebrate something. But this time it's really just to, just to eat. It's not even for ancestors. Yeah. It's just meat for to roast, to eat over the course of Decembering. Um, it's really, really just lovely. It used to be at least, but now I'm the person that has to provide all of these things. I'm the one who has to go buy this, this sheep, um, I'm the one, and it's just 
it's not enjoy- yeah. enjoyable anymore. And also, I, I I don't have a 13th check anymore. Before, I used to have a 13th check, so I could afford to do all of yeah. these things. And and now I think my family just doesn't understand that for the past two years or so, they're like, ah, and then what happened to uh-huh. this tradition of celebrating and splurging yeah. uh, over the holidays? And it's like, no, I just don't, I can't afford it. It's that yeah. simple. Yeah, I you touched on something that is actually it has a term here in South Africa and it's called black tax, mm-hmm. um, where you grow up. As I say, most of us grow up in you know the outskirts of the cities. Not all of us grow up in the capital city of a province. No. Um, <laughs> but I think a big part of growing up moderately or fairly poor, relatively poor. I think it's all relative anyway. Mm-hmm. Poor. Um, I also went and studied and worked in a city and it was expected immediately that you would every month you would contribute to that household while also trying to make a living and trying to survive on your little intern intern salary or stipend stipend Mm. that you get Um, and for some I know a friend of mine um you know, for her, it started when she was a student and she got her stipend from her bursary and she would share that. And so there's this culture of whatever you have needs to be shared with whoever back home. And then there's also this perception of once you're in the city, you basically have gold bars in your household. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, not even thinking about the the expenses and also just thinking about the cost of living in a city compared to living in a small town so i also i also encountered like hectic hectic misunderstandings with my mother about that at first i would say i earn 500 rand from Mm -hmm. this 500 rand this is what i have to cater to yeah and then eventually throughout the month it would it would be as if I did not explain my finances, as if they don't know I'm left with twenty rand, and it would not only be her; it would be the extended family because in their head you studied, so you know you must have money. And also, I think the infantilization of your child. So for me, it was yep. I, I felt like she didn't understand that as I'm saying I have twenty rand left. And I know you I'm not lying to you. you and, like, and, and, and you can probably do a lot with 20 Rand in George, but not in Cape Town. Zero. <laughs> you know what I mean? With 20 zero. Rand in Cape, 20 Rand in Cape Town is a bus, and that's it. You can buy groceries for a week with that. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm saying 20 Rand as a, just a, a random number. Of course, but, of um, course. Th- those were some of like the really, really hard discussions that I had to have. And I also realized it's a perception and a long history of that expectation being passed down. Yeah. That I have to fight on on monthly. When when the 25th of, of the month came, I would be so anxious because I would already be thinking, go gosh i can't even go out with my friends because they want to go on a weekend away there's no way i'll be able to do it i'm barely getting by i remember having this conversation with a friend where we were just pouring into our families pouring into our families like fixing up the home um just like renovations at home and you i'm renting i don't even have a home um and i mean i'm still driving the same car that i bought 
a long time ago, but I mean, that's fine for me because I, it's, I don't want to pay for an installment for a car mm-hmm. because I've got other plans, but like it took a long time for me to decide to buy my own home because I don't know, for some reason I thought they'll, they'll come a day where I get some reprieve and, and then there'll be funds that are loosened up and I'll be able mm-hmm. to then afford a home because on paper I, I'm, I can afford a home like the rest of my yeah. peers. I can't. The bank is reaching out. All the people are like, hey, sister, can we offer you this thing and, and that thing? And I'm like, you can offer it to me, but I actually can't afford this because a huge chunk of my of my money is going home. But it's just like it's a, it's a pit that just doesn't get full. Yeah. It's just really bottomless. And um, I had to make a call. And I remember when I, I I decided to go back to varsity, which I had to pay for myself and and buy a house in the same year. Um, and people were congratulating me and they were saying th- things like, oh my God, it's about time. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry. And there's also talk about like, should t- oh, now you are going to change your car, clearly. Okay, you're yeah. doing well. And I'm like, do you realize the reason why this is only happening so much later in my life because I'd, I've mm-hmm. been working since I was 18, yeah. um, is because my money goes to you. Yeah. You are the hindrance. You're the yeah. thing that's been stunting my growth financially. But they don't. Um, and and I was going to, I realized I was going to wake up 50 and everyone is like, no one told you, because that's what happened to my friend. And, and yep. people were just like, Nobody told you to not progress. It goes deeper than just saying, I need money. I need 500 rand for groceries. It goes, no. you know, for for, for, uh, for a lot of people listening, for a lot of black people listening from South Africa and perhaps maybe elsewhere in Africa, we know what it means to to give when we have. And, and, yeah. and we listen. We Sometimes we listen to all of these Instagram inspirational videos where people will say, you can only give from a full cup. But excuse me, am I going to sit here and enjoy my steak from wherever? Mm-hmm. If knowing know, full, they don't have electricity at home. Oh well, my mom asked me for a two hundred rand, and this steak mm-hmm. is four hundred rand. So you you t- you speak about buying your your house, and I did the same thing recently. And yeah. the amount of guilt for doing that, sure. it is it is incredible. I, I I couldn't enjoy my space for the first couple of weeks. It's only like probably for the last, let's say, two weeks that I really felt like this is my home. This is my space. But I mm-hmm. felt so incredibly guilty and I didn't want to own the space as my own. A big portion of my mind still thought that the real owners of this house is going to say, Hey, thank you so much for a house sitting, you know, thank you so much for looking after our space. And it's the psychological impact that that has on you is, is in, right. it, it reaches so deep and far. I remember in the beginning, I couldn't enjoy anything with my friends. I would go on, on, on a night of drinking and I would spend 500 rand, which is normal. Yeah. And I would just think what my mom could have done with that 500 rand. And I had to two years ago, three years ago, actually, I had to set firm boundaries and just explain. I was never going to say this is how much I earn now because even that in their head would never compute as to how that is more important than sending money. Right. 
um, initially when I was a junior and I just started working, I would get myself, like you said, the banks would come to you and the banks would be like, hey, here's a credit card. Hey, here's a personal loan. Yeah. And because we don't grow up in households that are financially literate like that, you just think, oh, that's mm-hmm. extra money. Then I don't have to worry about, you know, scraping together the money that I need to send back mm-hmm. home. And I ended up racking up an, a ridiculous amount of money. Um, and I couldn't see what I did with that money because I was actually living off of that money. And the rest of my disposable income was going towards, you know, a household that I'm, I'm not responsible for. And um, we carry so much of that, that guilt and that, remorse of not of of knowing that we will never be able to fulfill that because let me tell you at the same time when i was a kid i was i lived in a household where i knew there's very little in this household and we are right from day to day and so we had an aunt who was a nurse and she lived in cape town she was my grand's daughter and she set firm boundaries because she had her own family and she said sorry i can't send money every month my family needs me and i need to prioritize us Mm -hmm. and she's the black sheep of the family because she did not send money home and every time we would be you know sitting with let's say cabbage on one night you know there would be these remarks about yeah i bet she's having steak i hope she's happy yeah she is and and i heard those (laughs) things i heard those things growing up and so i promised myself you vowed to take, never be that person everyone when i'm out you know i will i will take care of them when i'm out of the situation and now i am out of the situation and i just think it's incredibly unfair it's incredibly unjust and it's incredibly selfish because we can't advance the next generation for those of us who want to have kids what are you where, where oh but that's isn't that also the reason why i find amongst my peers that's the reason why we're not we're opting to be childless. There's a massive part of for me at the very least, like outside of my existential things, um, there's just also the the very blatant, factual, pragmatic. I simply cannot afford it. Like I I was thinking this morning, uh, my roof is acting up because of these storms. So there was a leak, and I was speaking to my insurer. They came in. I have to pay some excess for that. My car broke down just last month. Um, what else? Oh, I messed up my key and it and it it got stuck and broke on on the door. Just like it just it's I never sometimes mm. like for a whole year I didn't have these issues and then out of nowhere there's a just two months of catastrophe yeah. after after another. And I'm just, I was sitting there, I'm thinking, how are people who have kids? Yeah. How are you going to even, I don't understand how, how they function. I mean, obviously they, they make way or whatever the case is, but I also have memories of my mother going through the same things of like having to take care of a household because we lived with my father, but like he was her fourth child. And I'm just like, how did this woman do all of this? Because I do remember being very young and thinking about getting a job. And when I say very young, like in primary school, mm. um, I did get a job like when I was 11, I was working at my uncle's tuck shop. But like, and also thinking about like killing myself so that I could help my mom not have to have so many kids to take care of. So yes. absolutely, I'm never going to have kids because yeah. I don't know what the future holds. I might also be in a situation. Also, that's another trauma that growing, growing up in a financially insecure home or will cause um, on a person. 
uh, I just don't want to have to experience those things and like be caught off guard having to deal with something of that nature. Uh, so yeah, no, I, yes, it's just home things and our upbringing really shape the decisions that have, that were so easy for our parents and people in their generations to make without, uh, I don't know if it wasn't without thinking or there was way too much pressure to be the other thing. Uh, and maybe there there is an envy because my mom does speak about that an envy mm. about like she's not pressed for us to have kids mm. or get married um she's more she's more encouraging of like if you want to leave the country go go have mm. fun she almost lives vicariously through us mm. but at the same time there's an element of her she's got like weird blind spots like she's gone back to school and i have to fund that yeah um my sister was with her. She she graduated last week. So my little sister went to see her. I live with my little sister. And I felt so much guilt for not being there for her physically. Mm. But I was like, this is the same woman who wasn't, who's never been in any of my graduations. But there's this weird f- flip between us where I've become her parent. And yeah. I have to show up for her physically yeah. and but I pay for her fees. Uh-huh. I pay for her survival. Like I'm, yeah. I'm her, yeah. I'm her parent basically. And I was, I was feeling bad because I was like, I just, I don't want to go. But my sister went, and I was like, am I a bad daughter now? But I also felt like, am I being a bad parent for for not showing up for her in that way? So it's it's those reasons why I don't even want to go home and deal with that kind of stuff because it's just so glaring and it's in your face all the time yeah i asked you the question in the beginning like what are the things that you enjoyed going home to yeah and since i left home i i left home at the age of 19 i finished school but i was at home for a year because i didn't get to university right after so i was at home for a year went to university at the age of 19 which was in gauteng which is in a region called the val triangle and um, I studied there away from home. I would go home once, maybe twice a year if I'm lucky, if there's money. Um, and I would look so forward to going back to university because the stresses of knowing I am not earning any money. I'm living mm-hmm. in the city and I come home and I'm a burden. And so I would come home and I would have a weekend job and that would be fine. But I wouldn't be able to enjoy that because all of that money goes towards Christmas. And it would it would break my heart sometimes that um, there's also there's also a lack of comprehension of the sacrifices that you make. Right. Um, So what I what my sacrifices when I started working was when I would go home and I would see how they would eat and I would realize that I don't even eat like this at home on a Sunday. I don't make this kind of food. On a Sunday, mm-hmm. I just make whatever I can afford because my money comes right. this You're way. frugal, right? I'm so frugal with my money, and um, it has actually, it has progressed into the latter years of my life. Like it's only of let's say the last two years, three years maybe, that I've decided to hell with being frugal on myself. So imagine Mm. from your very first salary Mm. trying to be frugal because you know that you have a sense of responsibility. There needs to be extra money in the month in case there's an emergency, in case something happens. And so that that thing Either that, it's not you sanction yourself so that you can make other people, for people at home, 
a little more comfortable. And it's absolutely true what you said, that they will come back and say, but I didn't ask you for this. Exactly. So with extended family, I experienced that, that extended family would contact me only if they need money. And it's not even like, hi, how have you been? We haven't spoken for six months. We haven't spoken for a year. It's just, hi, hope Straight you're good. Straight to the point. Hi, hope you're good. Can <laughs> I have X amount of money? And not, not can you borrow? Because that's also money that you know that you have to write off. Exactly. Getting that money back. It's never coming back. And um, those are the kind of things that, that makes you less excited about going home. But what I was trying yeah. to say is that I also didn't have a sense of family when I went home. I felt like my oh. parents didn't know me. Mm-hmm. I feel like I went away and I had this independent life and I found myself outside mm-hmm. of who I am as a child in your household. Mm-hmm. And now I have to come back for an extended amount of time, let's say a month or three weeks or for holiday and for school break. And it's I would weird. get there, I would get there and I would feel like, but I am a person. Out I'm of no place. longer that 11 year old. In your household. And I think those are the things that didn't make me excited about going home anymore because they didn't see the progression of me maturing as a person and me being an adult. I'm still that little person in their head. And even in the way that they demand money or demand, you know, contributions, it's like it's not like they're talking to an adult. How do you not have not only that you're my child? What do you know? Just give me the money. What are you not only that, another added layer to that for is the the fact that we are we are childless and unmarried. So where does your money go? (laughs) What do you want to what do you do with it? Listen, not even when you go home and your cousins ask you why you're wearing all stars and not Jordans or how do you you still have an iphone 5 oh yeah there's also a whole lot of that with me was it's it's how are you have you gained so much weight and you don't have money you're clearly chowing a lot of money (laughs) you're clearly chowing so much money just share this is why you're gonna gain more weight because you don't want to share money wow so it's really just uh it's intense man and it's so Usually, right, in my space here in Joburg, in the life that I've created for myself in Johannesburg, away from home, it's because I know myself and the people that that I, just the, the communities and the friends and everyone that I orbit, I've presented myself a certain way to them so we have an understanding. Whereas back home, I'm a completely different person almost because I I too assume this weird childlike thing where I relinquish my authority over to yeah. to elders and stuff um so even just speaking out of turn it's what i say how i say it if i even say anything at all so there's a lot of just biting my tongue um with certain things because i know it will probably lead to a full-blown fight and i know i mean i'm going to if i'm if i have to go home I, there are going to be times where I'm just going to have to brave it and and that's the only way we can grow right because the thing is we don't live with these people anymore yeah and so it's easier to just be like you know what i'm only here for a week so i'll keep it to myself and then i'll leave and go be myself in my own space in my own sanctuary but for how long and i think it is on us it's in it is it's the same idea as i i used to not believe in coming out um for a very long time but it was so silly of me now that i'm older because i've seen how long it take it took my mom to get used to the idea years even though she's never been 
homophobic, even though she's always been supportive. But it started yeah. off with, oh, okay, cool, I accept you. And and then just and introducing a girlfriend that- and they still call the, yeah. your girlfriend a, your friend for a long time until, and then you have to drum it in. No, she's not my friend. She's my girlfriend. And then they have to get used to them saying that their daughter has a girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a a long process. And the longer I don't talk about it, the longer it's going to stay the same. Nothing's going to change. So it is those kind of things where it's like, yeah, if I, if I just do decide to, to brave the mess and go home well if i have the capacity because i think this year i just don't then i i have to be prepared to to be the one that's going to bury the brunt of opening the conversations because it's it's really it's a lot of weird things that yeah that just will take time to to unpack for parents who are from a certain generation who have a different beliefs who are not feminists who, who who yeah just like who don't understand any of the things that i've become and how i've become them there's a deep sense of not wanting to understand i have found there's a deep sense of understanding that mm-hmm. the life is the way that they know it and everyone else should live life like that if you're not living like that you're weird you're strange you're you wrong big city and it has and it has changed you um, the city has swallowed you. Right. That's, that's what they would say. So I've never experienced that actually. It's really, it's for, for me, it's, it's always been more, I've changed so much I, because I have changed. So I'm not, I'm not oblivious to that. I absolutely have changed. But the issue for me is that we didn't change together. They didn't see me change. I changed away from away their from eye. Yeah. Whereas if they, they yeah. So if, whereas if they saw the change, then I suppose it's it, it's more understand. You don't even have to understand it because you've lived through this person evolving into this thing that you don't understand now. Um. But yeah, I I really have found that it's it's on me. Even just like alcohol, my mom hates alcohol, but I had to when she comes to visit me. Yeah. I've had to introduce her to that. I'm going to have my, my dinner with a glass of wine. Yeah. Can you see that I'm not now drunk out of my mind? Yes. After, I, well, I can still have conversations with you. After yeah. this, I'm going to wash the dishes and we're going to go to bed. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and go to work. And I'm perfectly fine. And she's learned that, oh, actually, because to her, she had an ex-husband. Who, she's got an ex-husband, my father, who was an alcoholic. And he... Yeah. He used to Alcohol do insane things when he was drunk. Or it meant exactly yeah, abuse, violence, or, it meant, or exactly. Yeah. So having to introduce it to her in a way that's like, see, I'm safe. If I'm, I'm not gonna drive. I'm gonna Uber if I'm drinking. Yeah. There are ways of of living a certain life that you are used to back home in a different way. In my life, there is. I think there is a disadvantage of introducing who you are. Or, or who you are in that moment at a later stage in life. Yep. I, I had the same experience with alcohol. So my mom's mother was an alcoholic, my grandma, mm-hmm. and I didn't know her. Uh, so when I speak of my grandma, I always speak of my great grandma in a in an endearing, loving way because she's the one who raised me. But my mm-hmm. mom's mom was very much absent from her life, and she was an alcoholic. So my mom also had a very very bad experience of alcohol, and she in her life never consumed alcohol. And so when I, when she started visiting me in Johannesburg, 
I would I would take her to a restaurant and I would purposefully order a glass of wine and she would get giddy because she would enjoy the wine with me because and I think she would just feel like she's being you know naughty having a glass of wine because my mom is really yeah she's being a naughty a naughty wife yeah whatever and um and she would enjoy it and she would get giddy and I would have to take care of her and so um she she also realized there that listen this is an adult even speaking about sex with them it's it really came at a late point in 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 life for me oh i'm not talking about lesbian sex with my mom <laughs> no listen that will date her that will <laughs> no be the sex. end of your mother she will not look you in the eye no no okay. no no because to her it's like not only are you homosexual when are you you want to be nasty and have sex at your age but you don't like normal <laughs> sex you, you even want to have sex with girls <laughs> Like, Kuri, my child, you, you are really just, you don't want to listen when you uh-uh. some see some things you just keep to yourself. The other reason, sorry, the other reason I am very, I'm always very cautious to be excited about going home is because of people's understanding of life. Heavy racism, heavy stereotyping, heavy on the on the problematic shit, like just being all of the phobia that you can think of. Yeah, I I have a problem with going home and being surrounded by so many of people who think like that, who have anti-black sentiments, who um, stereotype, who prioritize things that shouldn't be prioritized in life. People who are not necessarily, you know, as driven as I am and don't understand that there's a bigger world outside of that small little town and that community. Yep. Um, it's it's frustrating because people don't understand what you're saying. It's almost as if you're speaking a foreign language when you go back home. It's also alienating, right? So I've also found that I, because I just, I can't relate and you'd hear what people, what matters to oh people, what they talk oh about, their language. It's an insurmountable task to even try and, yeah. and, Break down that mentality and and it, it's like seven people, and this is their life. Everything from the yes, from the way that they deal with finances to the way that they see women and men or relationships to the way they cook to, the to way what they, they deal eat, with their when, children to to the way they deal yep. they deal with their parents as full grown adults. To the way that they deal with their jobs yep. and to the way that they don't respect what they do or love their craft. And I understand, you know, in, in you know, in some instances it's very unlikely that people are gonna love what they do because this is South Africa. But right. I mean I mean on all fronts, I can't even be like, okay, let's at least talk about relationships. Because even that's problematic. Even that revolves around abuse and cheating and stealing someone's man and 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 um, the things that are important to them are really not important to me anymore. No, even even if there is some semblance of... I remember there was a time I was at home. I've got a little sister who's a petite girl and she likes to wear shorter skirts. And my mom absolutely detested it. And I was there and I was like, what's wrong with her wearing that skirt? Mm. And obviously she was like, because she's asking for it, right? Um, and... My other sister was there as well, so I had a a backup. But I was just like, no, leave this girl alone. She's 26 years old. She can make her own calls Uh uh, about what she's going to wear. Um, What you and she said something about there's boys in the house. I was like, what you should be doing is 
speaking to those boys and telling them not to look at their fucking cousin mm. in a sexual way mm. because that's the conversation we should we should be having but that conversation was so heated that it actually ignited other th- issues family issues that are mm. bubbling under mm. and it became just like a, a really a big implosion and i was like this is not why i was having this conversation but because they also have their traumas and they have things that they don't deal with and they don't talk about things and they let things fester and until someone says something and they get triggered and it's a big fight and people must pack their bags and leave so it's really just like "Mm, this is first of all it's I, i can't even say anything but i know if i do it's going to cause rifts and I will be packing my back the next day and leaving. Yeah. But now I'm leaving because I'm supposedly the one that started a mess. Mm. Okay. So, I mean, I, we've, we can speak about this part of the conversation until, you know, until he puts his sandals back on and comes back down. At the end of the day, a lot of people don't have the privilege to stay where they are. Um, I, I looked at a couple of right. I looked at a couple of um, comments under your YouTube video because I was really interested to see yeah. what people are saying, right? And one of the things that I yeah. said that I saw was one of the girls were like, "Oh my God, Tanda, I relate on all levels with what you're saying, but I can't afford to I live not at go res home. I live and at res. res. I'm a student. It says I live go in, home, baby girl. I live in a residence. I'm a student. I'm gonna go home." I have nowhere else to go. I have to go to the problematic state of my household. And yep. what would, I mean, I, I suppose we spoke about a myriad of things, but just in a financial aspect first, what kind of mm. examples maybe, or what kind of tips could you give of setting boundaries when it comes to specifically finances? I know it's been a difficult experience and I'll also share mine. Uh, but finances, how do you deal with that, especially going home? Honestly, it, it really is. There's no other way. You you have to. There is no other way of, of skipping. The, you absolutely have to set boundaries. You have to start beginning of the year. It can't just be end of the year and yeah. then you're trying to find an excuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my my whatever book or whatever, which is for me, it's a valid excuse right now. So, but... I think I started my mother off like I with just showing I would send her my payslip and I'm like, baby girl, look at it. I don't know where you think I'm getting this money. Actually, I don't have it Um, because to be honest with you, Romy, I think if I had an abundance of money, I wouldn't mind. But for now, it feels very sacrificial because I'm having to take from the little that I have. But I think if uh, I don't know, uh, maybe I'm, uh, I'm naive and. Obviously, even then, I would have to set boundaries, but I don't think it would be as hard because um, I would have an abundance of cash flow. Even now, I still do have a, um, a, a boundary. It's like, this is what I can afford. And there's no increase because I haven't had an increase so we both don't get an increase. So my mom is not, she she doesn't have this thing of wanting a whole lot of, I don't know, extra Same things and extra fills. No, 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 no. The money that I give you, if you need a DSTV out of that, you're going to have to take it out of that. You are going to have to sanction yourself because this is the only amount I have. Uh, but also it's easier, it's easy to do that because 
truly that really is the amount of money that I have. Like it's not because I'm being stingy and I have surplus somewhere. It's because I actually genuinely don't have it. Honesty and transparency for me really helped. Um, even now going home, if I do, well, I said I, I wasn't going home, but I think I'm going to meet up with my cousins outside of home. So, but if they know that I'm meeting up with my cousins in Durban and I'm not home, it's going to be a problem. So I'll probably drive past on my way back to Joburg. But even then, I'm going to be, it's very transparent. Here's my phone. Open the app. This is the amount of money I have. And these are my expenses. Where do you think extra money is going to come from? No way. And actual fact, like we don't even have those conversations anymore. She almost feels embarrassed mm. if I have to pull up my bank statement or my 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 whatever it is, pay slip to show her that truly there's no money. Yeah. I might I may be in Joburg, Hustler City, uh Joe Hasselberg, City of Gold, but honestly. I, know I ain't making no gold. House. I am mining. I ain't mining no gold. <laughs> I think. I think I've taken the opposite approach. Um, well, yeah. not completely opposite, but I. I also cater to, you know, necessary and emergency needs. Um, I, outside of that, I'm sorry. I cannot, and I will not. Even if I can, I will not. For the mere sake of setting a boundary, I think that there's one thing about setting a boundary that that will eat at you. And that is maintaining it. You know, you can set right. a boundary and you can be like, ah, I'm sorry, next time you ask me, I'm not going to do it. But the next time they're going to ask and they're going to catch you on a day where you're in a good mood and you feel like, oh my God, let me just do it. And so that's, yeah. how, that's how you don't, you end up not having that firm boundary where people know I'm not even going to go to Romantha for this 500 Rand because it's someone's birthday and I want to go. Right. Unfortunately, um it it has led to a lot of misunderstandings and you know i i have to explain over and over again that it you know money does not equate to love in this situation i don't love you any less mm -hmm. i don't respect you any less but i i need to make decisions that are going to benefit me because at the end of the day you are looking forward to me making a success out of what i do and mm -hmm. for that to happen i need to have a foundation set and if I don't have any assets, what what am I doing? If I if I'm not moving what towards something, what are we doing? So um, I yeah. for instance will never open my banking app and say this is how much I have left, because having let's say five thousand rand left after a holiday is ridiculous in their mind. Because you've been spending money here. How do you not have money left? How can you not give me 2,000 Rand of that money? But Aski's mama, I have to go back to Johannesburg. I have a full month of January that's waiting for me. And I have to go buy groceries. I have petrol. I have expenses that I'm going back to. Um, I don't go into detail. For me, really, the only thing that worked for me is that then it was understood that, listen, yeah. come I show you where all this money is going. All this, it's waiting for this stuff. So I, I think for her, she really, it clicked for her. And she was like, oh, okay, you don't have money. But that also adds to the element of not seeing you as another adult. Because honestly, the way that I see it and the, you way, should that know. I, the way that I explained it to my mother or family members, if you are at the point where you actually want to see what I earn or to be convinced that I am speaking the truth, you are still seeing mm. me as your child. I don't know. For me, it was more of a pragmatic thing more than it was philosoph philosophical anyway. It was really just like, 
I've got five rand. What do you want from me? This is how I saw it. If if let's make an example of your mother, right? So your your mom will say, "I need I need five rand." Yeah. Let, let me go and see where I can find five rand. If she's gonna go to a friend of hers and asks, "Hey Sarah, do you have <laughs> what other likelihoods?" But hey Sarah, <laughs> do you have a five? Man, rand she has for no me? friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey Sarah, do you have a five rand for me? And Sarah says. Hey, sorry, I really don't have. Is she gonna mm. hassle Sarah? Is she gonna say Sarah? Yeah, I know you have money. Look at your car. Look at your house. Look at your this. Look at your that. Is she gonna say that on the spot? No, she's gonna understand that Sarah perhaps has money and it's going elsewhere, or Sarah really doesn't have money. So it, actually, it's not a requirement that she ever had. It, this is a thing that I did for myself. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It was more pragmatic for me. Not at all. Like I did it once. It's never happened again. Like I, it's it's a matter of I can show you again if you need to. But it was a one-time thing, and it was Mm -hmm. actually more embarrassing for her than anything else. Okay. Um, that I have to do that. But it really was a pragmatic thing of like when I tell you I don't have money, I mean I don't have money. Um, but it was more because I felt guilty. That she might be thinking, I'm saying I have money. I don't have money when I do. Particularly, exact. I mean, even if I do, I do want to party. I do want to go to a dinner, but that's reserved for me. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, and my money is not here to pander to whatever you want when you want it. If you if you want that, get a job. But I'm not going to say that, obviously. Uh, but really, was for me and my own conscience and my own, just so that she knows that I. When I say I don't have it, I really mean it. It's mm. not because I'm being stingy or I'm not trying to be helpful in situations where she needs help. Like you're saying, the emergencies. I don't even have money for emergencies. Mm. I only have a certain amount that I give you every month. And you will have to figure out how to save from that, how to you save up for your own emergencies out of that money. I think that was that was my biggest lesson. The one year I went home, spent a ridiculous amount of money, told myself ah it's fine I'll make do you when I get when I get back to Cape Town when I still live that side got back to Cape Town and I was literally in the dumps I had to mm. me having so I grew up poverty will make you hyper independent and have an issue with asking people for money so the day yep. that I had to go to friends to ask them for money just to get me through the month, I realized that this was going to be a problem. And this was going to be a problem that was going to be persistent every single year because December will arrive every single year. So my tip yep. would be to people who are going home and who don't have a 13th check or people who do have a 13th check even, just remember that you have to come back and still make a life yourself back in Johannesburg and those are the very same family members who will come back in June or whenever you go back home and say ah you're still driving this thing oh you still have the cell phone those are the very same people you'll go back to and they have extended their houses they have bought DSTV satellites their kids are wearing the latest brands and you think to yourself but I sent you money the other day how are your children wearing Nike's Jordans and I mm-hmm. don't even wear name brands and so I, I'm not saying that you know emergencies and necessities for your family is not important please do prioritize that if you can but my advice would be set hard boundaries and stick to them because the way I see it I wasn't I didn't ask to be here and you made the choice to keep me and not abort me 
you made the choice to see this pregnancy tr- through and keep me. And so that was your burden to bear. If you felt that it was a burden then. But it's not mine to make up for. And I think with a lot of families, they think that ah, now is the time to cash in because yeah, continue for the entire you were my year. investment. So we were waiting for you to just come back and spoil us and uplift our lives. And if you Never. can, great for you. If you can absolutely, do um, yeah. Because I think I think we shouldn't. We're not sitting. We're never sitting here and saying trash your family, start nah. a life, live lavish. But at the end of the day, first things first. It's yourself, and if you have a family, please cater to that as well. I think the last thing I want to touch on is just the personal aspect of your family and your and your, let's say childhood friends or high school friends not really knowing you anymore how do you say yeah. boundaries there um for me actually it's just keep it to yourself hey like you deal with that with your friends like i'm not interested um i'm not having those conversations with you uh, unless it really is in a constructive manner this is a, an organic conversation between mm. two people um mm. and we're just really just chatting yeah i actually find i can't usually talk to particularly the childhood friends that never left home or uh, my hometown. We, we are no longer, we can't relate. We can only reminisce about like old times every single year I'm back. So that speaks volumes about our friendship. Like yeah. you, you actually, you don't know me, but also I'm not shy to, to let them see me as me now. So if there is a need, if there is a call for me to to put somebody in their place, if they want to stop me, I'll certainly finish it. Mm-hmm. I've got time. Um, when it comes to older people? Even older people, everyone. Are they going to catch these hands? Well, the mouth, <laughs> these words. They're going to catch these words. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just also, I'm just exhausted. I'm tired. And it's like yeah. I'm at a space in my life where I... For the longest time, I used to like just place morality on things. So people will say some things and and also rationalize people's uh, words. And people are just naughty, mm. and and I see it for what it is. And so I would rather, instead of me just like collecting all this trauma when I'm home for whatever reason, I'd rather just leave it, take take it back to sender. Um, and let you know how I feel, however uncomfortable it's going to be for us all. But I'm not going to be the one that's going to ca- carry this carry, rubbish yeah. that you are projecting onto me. All right. So I yeah, think, that's just I me. Think, I think I have, I've definitely, the takeaway from this conversation for me is we all come from difficult situations, while well, most of us. And just remember what your goal is your personal goal when going home this december Mm. holiday just remember that 13th check you know can only go that far it is a lonely lonely place to be when you know that family triggers you so much to the point where you can't go home when you need to Mm -hmm. um we're not sitting here and being boastful about being in the city because honestly I myself would love to go home to a family that is 
like the ones in the Christmas movies that we see. Even on Instagram, I mean, I've been not home before on Christmas, but that was because I was working. But now that I'm actually consciously making the decision and I only have myself to blame, I know it's going to be tough because Instagram, the social medias, uh-huh. they're flooded with everyone being with their families. And some people really just have good families and they're really happy in their family structures and stuff. So it's it's hard to see that and not be envious. But I mean, I'm labeling it, I'm acknowledging it. So I'll I'll be prepared when the time comes to deal with that kind of jealousy. Do you have any plans for Christmas, the Christmas period? I don't care for it also. That's another thing. Yeah, so I was about to we say. We used to go home because we were young and someone would cook. And now it's like, who's actually waking up and cooking and doing all that? Uh, and for who? Not me <laughs> and not me. They're like, no, thank you. Yeah. So I don't, I don't even celebrate um, the Christian holiday as I used to when I grew up. I don't have a tree in my house. I will not be putting up a tree. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of people spend this time with their friends. If they're not going home, I will probably be doing that. Um, Or I would just be spending it by myself. Because as I say, it's it's never, for me, it it hasn't been, except for obviously being threatened to go to church on Christmas Day. But it's just been another day for me. And I will be spending Mm. it either with myself or with... um, friends i'm also not a person that gets homesick so i doubt that i will be homesick you know some people drink their way through it they're drunk through the whole festive season they can't remember much and mm-hmm. perhaps maybe that's that's your way that's your a way poison. to absolutely choose your poison and enjoy please rest up and be safe on the roads we know that this period is incredible when it comes also to dangerous yeah mm-hmm. we are also still in the middle of a fourth wave so please be safe. Any last words from your side? No, just have a good time. Um, I know the reason, one of the reasons why December is so big in South Africa is because a lot of people get time off now. Some companies close and this is the only time people get to spend mm. with their people. So if you have your people, if you want to mend some things, if you have the actual emotional bandwidth to go home and deal with the stuff, and that's where you are all the best man i hope it works out and just keep with your kindness and be joyous regardless all right until next time have a beautiful festive season i'll see you soon i perhaps see you in the new year bye-bye thank you so much for joining us this week for more content follow us on dope black woman one on instagram and twitter To join our community, drop us an email on southafrica at doughblackwomen.org. See you next week.